Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Pod, Move It Mama's very own podcast. A community connected through exercise, but so much more. The Sparkle Pod aims to sprinkle a little bit of everything, from sparkle and sunshine to our daily grind and rigmaroles. We hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome to the Sparkle Pod and one of our first ever what I'd call bonus episodes. The last time we did any sort of a bonus episode must have been in the lockdown days, which now feels like a really bloody long time ago. So today, I wanted to spend a minute introducing Lisa's first solo episode. To give a bit of context around this episode you're about to listen to, but also for what's to come. If you're a follower of Move It Mama or a SparklePod listener, you'll no doubt know that Lisa has given up alcohol. This has been a big process and experience for her, as I'm sure many would appreciate, and something that has certainly come with its challenges, or as Lise likes to say, ebbs and flows. Also a process that continues to ebb and to flow, but for the most part, only delivers the goods for her. Now, naturally, this is a topic Lise has become really passionate about, which has instigated next week's episode with Danny Carr, the woman behind the Instagram handle, How I Quit Alcohol. Before the episode with Danny is aired, Lise wanted to turn the mic on herself. Though many of you will more or less know a bit about her journey up to this point, you mightn't know it in as much depth or detail as she offers today. A quality of Lise's I definitely admire, which I might not have ever really actually told her about, is her honesty. Her ability to be fully 100% Lise, to be honest with those around her, but mostly so honest with herself, I do believe I'm an honest person too, but often I just like sit on the fence or bury something because that's often the easier way. A work in progress for me. I do believe though it takes a certain level of courage and vulnerability to share this type of thing. So let's just not forget that. If talking about topics like alcohol or even alcoholism or sobriety can be triggering for you, please make that call now as to whether or not this is a helpful listen for you. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy listening to Lisa's story today with Danny's story to follow. Hi, guys. Um, I just thought I would get myself settled into my wardrobe today and um, record a podcast on my own, which is something that I've never done before. Um, but I just felt the need to do this because I really want to speak my story um, in regards to the whole alcohol thing before. Um, we upload the episode that I did with um, Danny Carr from I How I Quit Alcohol last week. So um, just a little bit of context. So I recorded a um, interview, a discussion with Danny uh, last week, and it was really great to have her on the Sparkle Pod. So she is someone I've followed on Instagram um, for a while, and she's got her own podcast, and she's been sober for five years, and she's just like a normal mom, and she's got two two daughters and a husband who's a pretty well-known Australian musician. I mean, I hadn't actually um, heard of him before, but then I, after the podcast, I was balls deep in um, YouTube and listening to him in his band, and it was pretty pretty cool, and he's a pretty awesome rock star. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with it. I did the podcast and then I kind of overanalyzed myself the whole night and annoyed, I listened back and it annoyed me how much I said, yep, yep. And I've got a question and just, and annoyed me how I always try and relate by adding in my chat. And 
I do it because I want the person to know that I, I understand and that I agree. But when I listen back, it does my head in and I always vow that I'm going to work on that every time I do a recording. So um, I went to bed that night and I was wakeful throughout the night because I just kept sort of regretting not really letting her talk and I kept butting in and I also felt like I, I was so excited by having her on the sparkle pod that I just feel like I didn't do my best job. So I just wanted to explain the reason behind me being reluctant about um, sharing that episode. But I do think that Jess listened to it and really enjoyed it and felt like it was a really great listen. So I obviously we think it's great to share but I just wanted to explain myself um I also wanted to talk about the fact that you know wine served me for such a long time and I that's such a funny thing to say but I loved drinking wine I loved so many I had so many great times drinking alcohol and with my friends and my family and you know the neighbors and so me being so like, wow, it's so amazing being sober. It could be annoying for people because you might be feeling the way that I used to feel about wine and how great it was. And so I don't ever want to come across like preachy or I don't want you to feel like I'm judging you if you're loving your wine or your drinks or whatever. I just want to make you aware that this is me and my journey and what's working for me. And it's not about anybody else. So my hope in sharing my really key um, topics and subjects and themes and feelings and thoughts that happen in my life, I feel like I, it's really great to share these things because so many people do relate to what I say and by sharing and connecting with others people feel less alone so ever since Move It Mama started I've always vowed to um, keep everything like to be for, for it to be sustainable for Move It Mama to be sustainable I had to be myself and I am an oversharer and I am I wear my heart on my sleeve and I think that for me to um, keep Move It Mama going over the last you know whatever how long it's been five to six years Part of the reasons is because I can just be myself. So it's a no-brainer for me to share what's really going on in my life and um, obviously within reason. I don't share everything, but yeah, the, the giving up alcohol thing has been a massive change because it's really funny. Like I think back to the early days of Move It Mama and my Friday night posts for many years was a glass of wine and I would cheers and I would do posts about, you know, I'm having a midweek wine because my day has been shit and all this kind of stuff. And and it's just funny how I've changed now. And I, I'm completely not that person anymore. Like I don't reach for the wine when I've had a shit day. I don't reach for the wine when I'm celebrating something. Um, And the reason why I don't reach for that anymore is because I wanted to break habits and I had formed some pretty – um, I would say like normal habits. Well, I felt like they were normal. I felt like they were similar to 
you know, my friends and my family and stuff. But I think I became, it became significant and it became a, a problem for me when I realized that I was like, I think it was making me feel shitter than it was making me feel happy. So I'm all about trying to live my best life, as you all probably are aware, which is why Move It Mama started, because it helped me so much. My my workouts helped me so much when all my children were so young. Um, it made me happier. It made me more confident. It made me feel really good. Um, and so anyway, with the whole alcohol thing, I would get to Monday and I'd be like a little bit depressed and a bit anxious and I'd feel like um, I was sort of two steps behind from where I was on Friday. So I'd get to Friday and I'd feel like I was a million doing so, I was a million dollars, like I was doing so great with my business, with my um, mental and physical and social well-being and then I would be so excited to have my wine on Friday night. Maybe I'd have a glass too much. And then I'd get up in the morning, I'd quickly smash out a workout to try and get rid of the wine and reset with a bottle of water and then go about my day and feel good again to drink wine that night and then know that I needed to have a rest day, but Sunday would come and I'd feel shit again. So then I'd just do like a light workout or I'd go for a walk or I'd, you know, try and rest, but still feel shit because the alcohol was starting to make me feel shit, even if I'd have one or two. Um, and then I'd get to Monday and I might have like a gin on a Sunday night. There was like a rule that I made that I'd have wine Friday, Saturday, and then I'd just have a gin on Sunday because gin's kind of healthy. And there was just all these like, there was all this noise in my brain because it would get to Monday and I'd sit down at my desk and start my work and I'd get to Monday morning workout at 16 a.m., nearly die, which that, that hasn't changed. <laughs> but um remember it was just always there was so much more like when the alcohol was involved every weekend there was just there was just so much more noise and so it would get to Monday and I'd feel like oh gutted I can't drink tonight like how great is having a glass of wine how depressing that I'm not having one tonight because it's Monday who has a wine on a Monday not me I'm not going to be there every night drinker because that might make me think that I've got a problem but if I can hold out all week to Friday then then I've got no problem it's like normal or whatever not that having a drink every night is a problem people it's each to their own here that's the other thing each to their own if it's not a problem for you if it doesn't make you feel bad if it doesn't set you back then it's not a problem for you so we're all different and that's what Danny actually said in the podcast you know some people are fine and that's fine, but it's just about me at the moment and how I was feeling when I was regularly drinking. Um, so anyway, I have had a trouble with my hormones over the last few years, trouble, trouble with PMS and PMDD. So PMDD is like a severe PMS, so it's premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and there are quite... It's quite an extreme form of PMS. There are a, a, a lot of people experience PMDD about from ten days out of their period of their bleed, and some people have it so extreme that they think of like suicidal thoughts. And yeah, it's pretty bad. I I don't get that that extreme, but I get quite extreme rage and outbursts. Um, and sometimes I don't even know who the heck I am. Like I might have an outburst, like a rage, and 
I'll be like shocked. Like, did that really, did I, was that me? It's kind of like an out of body experience. But anyway, I'm learning and I've over the years, like I'm been trying to kind of manage that. And one of the problems, one of the reasons why I was looking into the alcohol thing is because um, your liver as a female, as a woman, your liver needs to function well to, um, you know, help your hormones and your body work to the best of their ability. And when you drink alcohol, your liver gets quite loaded. And so if you're regularly drinking alcohol for years and years and years, like I had been, obviously not when I was pregnant, but you haven't really given your liver a chance to repair and renew and and work as efficiently as it should. So Dr. Libby has got this, you know, there's lots of books Dr. Libby's written about alcohol and women and caffeine and all that, but which I still have not stopped drinking coffee, but that's not this, that's not what that's about. I only have one or two, so it's fine. But you know, I probably should stop drinking coffee too, but I've not gone to. Not at this stage anyway. Um I always have this argument that like coffee didn't make me do silly, stupid things as well, like and talk too much. Like I feel like I already talk enough and I'm already open enough. But if I'd had a glass of wine, even after a couple of sips, I'd just start to like, especially when you have an online business, and like I might like just like text more people or message people and like it, you know I don't need to do like it was just oh in the morning I wake up and like oh that's right I messaged them last night blah 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 and like I just didn't want to it just didn't sit right with me really like I I knew that that was obviously going to be a positive of me not drinking any alcohol because like I wouldn't be so freely with my with my communication you know um Anyway, this is going to be difficult because my brain is so flighty that I have to get back to my what I was talking about and I don't have a person in front of me to prompt me. <laughs> but I was saying that, um, oh, my liver. So I thought that maybe I need a break from alcohol to replenish and um, reignite my liver to work the best it can. And so I just honestly, I remember getting the book this Dr. Libby, Libby book and taking it to our batch in Kaikoura, um, and reading it and just skipping the page about alcohol because there was just no way I was going to give up my wine. Like, like I remember thinking, how does she even have fun? Like, you know, and I remember just skipping that chapter because I was not in the position to ever fathom giving up my two glasses of wine on a Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Um, anyway, it got to the point where I think I just got so over feeling like shit that I was like, I'm going to stop drinking. Cause I reckon that's adding to my woes. Like it, I just knew it was, and I, I didn't, I haven't worked this hard, you know, with my exercise and my like move at mama and everything I do. I haven't. I, I'm not, I'm wrecking it. Like there's obviously it's wrecking me a bit and it's like, I, I'm not here for it anymore. It's just not serving me. I just, I just don't think it's serving me. And I've got these habits that I want to break and I just don't even know how I'm going to break them. So I need to break them. That's kind of where it was like, I've got these habits and they're so ingrained in me that it's like scaring me almost. Like you need to break the habits. 
It's a little bit like when I um, had babies and like I didn't want them to get addicted to like the dummy or something. So you just take it away from them because I was like, I don't want them to ever depend on something, which in hindsight, who cares? Because it doesn't matter. But when it comes to alcohol and my health, it does matter because it was affecting me in many ways. Like I just was depressed. I was anxious. I was pissed off at myself. I was rushing the kids to bed because I'd want to come back to have my wine. I was like intolerant and I just thought, okay, let's see what happens if I take away the booze. So I took it away. On March, on March the 26th, 2022, I took, I said, I'm not going to drink for 30 days. And I remember it feeling very like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get to Friday? Like, I was nervous to get to Friday. Like, it was all good to say, like, I'm not going to have a gin on a Sunday or a wine on a Sunday. I can manage that, but I would have to, like, get through and I'd get, if I got through without it, I'd be like, yes, I didn't have a drink tonight. And I remember that Sunday doing that. And then Monday came around, sweet, like it's fine. I've told myself I'm not drinking for a month. Monday will be easy. Tuesday will be easy. Wednesday might be a bit triggering because sometimes I'd have a midweek wine. Got through Wednesday, got through Thursday. And I remember getting to Friday and just like feeling like, how am I even going to do this? How am I going to get through Friday? how am I going to get through a whole weekend? Like, what a drain. And I remember thinking that, like, how am I going to do this? This is huge. This is a drain. This is massive. This is, what am I going to do instead? Like, how do I sit with Dan, who will be having his couple? But although in saying that, he did take two weeks off. So that was quite great to get that kind of head start with a buddy on board for two weeks. Um. Anyway, so I would, weeks would rock around and I'd always get that feeling like it would get to Friday and I'd be like starting to shake like what am I doing what do I do here what do I do here this is so new to me like Fridays were just about putting music on having a glass of wine loosening up not really caring about the kids going to bed half an hour or an hour later eating so much (laughs) a Pyrex dish of nachos and then feeling like absolute shit in the morning um But, you know, YOLO, life's meant to be lived, which is what I was thinking at the time. Balance. It's all about balance. But when the balance doesn't really balance, that's when you kind of know you need to do something about it. Um, Anyway, got to 30 days and decided I wanted to do longer. So then I thought I'd go to 50 and then 75. And I remember getting to 75. And I knew that I'd broken the habits because Friday would rock around and say they would rock around and I'd be like, it'd be fine. Like I wouldn't get that kind of jittery, like nervous rush of like, what the heck am I going to do? And I just used to journal and write whenever I felt like I wanted to pour a drink, I would write why I wanted to, why I wanted to drink. And by the time I had written that, I kind of, that feeling had passed and I'd always make sure I had non-alcoholic beverages in the fridge or just soda with, you know, a dash of lime or, um tonic or kombuchas in the fridge um and still have that ritual with my husband of pouring a drink together and sitting together and talking and it and it made me realize so many things like I didn't need the alcohol to talk I was way more in control I spent way more time with my children 
I enjoyed bedtime for them. I enjoyed tucking them in and spending that five minutes decent, present time with them. I enjoyed waking up in the morning totally, totally with no alcohol. Even if I only had one glass, it was affecting me. I enjoyed going to bed at night, feeling so proud of myself, rubbing my tummy. I enjoyed washing my face, the feeling of washing my face before bed, completely sober with not even an ounce of alcohol. I enjoyed feeling pure and healthy and strong. And I enjoyed exercising on the weekend just because I felt like it, not because I was trying to get rid of toxins. I enjoyed coming to a Monday feeling fresh and in control and ready to conquer the world. But I wasn't ready to give it up completely because that's that thought scared me. So I decided to only drink on special occasions. That would be fun. You know, that would be cool. I can do that. And so that's what I did. And then Friday came around and it, that was a special occasion. <laughs> so I'd pour a glass of wine and then I'd be back to feeling shit in the morning. And I only ever had like one or two drinks in this time. Um, it was a few months of it and that I kind of dabbled back in to just having one or two and being really controlled with that. Like I knew that I wasn't going to drink more than that because I knew that would really set me back. But it just became apparent that having one or two still created a lot of noise in my head. It made me think, should I have one tonight? Or no, I'll wait till Friday. And then I'll get to Friday and I'll have one. And then I'll be like, I'm only going to have one, but I just want like half a glass more. And then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd feel a bit rubbish. And I, I, should I, or should I, I? should I, or shouldn't I? And I just couldn't be bothered with it to be honest. I just was like, I am busy enough. I've got so much on my brain. I feel like removing it completely is the most sensible thing for me right now. Remove it and get back to how you were feeling in those 75 days. Like all that space that you found, all that goodness and the enrichment and the solitude and the peace and the present quality the presentness or the quality of my life get back to that and get back to going to bed feeling completely and utterly like present and reading your book and knowing watching love island and actually remembering every little bit of part bit of it you know nothing's nothing's blurry or hazy or you haven't messaged someone or you haven't you know said a bit too much you haven't you're not overanalyzing anything. You, you know, I already overanalyzed shit that I say. So it was just making all those, all these things alcohol makes, exasperates it for me. So I then, um, on December the 10th to 2022, just said in my head, I'm done. And I'm so excited to say that I'm never going to drink again like that doesn't scare me anymore I'm done with it it's served me up until now I've had a great time with it yes there's shit that I would not have done if I hadn't been drinking like I look back and think everything I did that was stupid was under the influence of alcohol like so many bad things not bad things but things that I just cringe you know there's so many cringy things that I've done under the influence um, and I'm so excited that that's never going to happen again. And I'm so excited that I'm just 
protecting myself in such a pure really great way like I'm so excited to every night get into bed wash my face feel that feeling of washing my face get into bed read my book know that I will can drift off to into sleep and wake up in the morning feeling fresh sure there are nights where I don't sleep well but I know that it's nothing to do with alcohol um and fast forward now we're about nearly six months and there's sometimes where I would quite fancy a glass of wine but again I just sit into the feeling of why and how good is it that I can do that and really work through feelings instead of just masking it with a glass of wine and not really listening to how I'm feeling um and I can honestly say that I'm six months or so down and I am feeling better and better as the time goes on um and I'm still so excited about the future without it. And yeah, so I think that it's definitely helped my PMDD, my PMS. I definitely think I'm far more in control. There are still lots of moments where I struggle in with my hormones and that, but I can wholeheartedly say that without alcohol, I am a way better person. I'm a way better mother and I'm a better partner. And I, I feel like I I have more fun, which is crazy because I thought that if you didn't have alcohol, you wouldn't have fun. But I can tell you now, I feel like I'm a way more fun mum, fun partner, fun friend. And I'm positive, a bit more positive, I think. I definitely think it's helped me with my anxiety. Like I don't feel like I get anxious really anymore. Or I obviously I get overwhelmed, but the anxiety and the, the shit feelings and negative feelings are not as common. Anyway, that's my story. And I just thought I would share it because I feel like I haven't really spoken and articulated it completely like that. And I hope that that can, res I mean, you might listen to that and be like, yay, Lise, that's so great for you. And that's awesome. And I, I just want you to know that I have so many beautiful friends that drink and so many of my, so much of my family drink and that's absolutely great for them. And that's absolutely fine. And I love that for them if that's what makes them happy. But this is just me sharing my like truth and how, how like my journey to a journey's like you know pretty pretty big word these days isn't it very used but my kind of story is to where I am now with it and I figured that it would be cool and interesting for some of you to listen to that if you if you fancy and then it will lead you in onto the podcast we upload um with Danny with Danny Carr the girl from How I Quit Alcohol uh yeah so if anyone's got any questions or you like what I've said relates to you and you want some help or just someone to talk to about it I am always here to talk to you about it and I can offer any help that you know I can like obviously I'm not a professional but it's nice sometimes to have someone to chat to that you can relate with and I can help you with some strategies if you need but um yeah uh, thanks for listening and I hope you are all good and have a great rest of your day wherever you are